Hey friend, welcome to the Start Scared Podcast, where in our hearts we are wanting, craving, needing more in our lives, but the start is what always seems to stop us, but not anymore. My name is Christy, and I'm a wife, mama, teacher, health and wellness coach, and a recovering perfectionist. Together, we're going to do those things that God has put on our hearts, even though it may be hard. We're going to start messy and start scared because we have to be willing to suck a little in order to become great. I can't tell you how stoked I am that you're here. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey friend, welcome back to another episode of Start Scared. I am so excited that you're here and that you continue to join me each week. The conversations that we're having together are so important to our growth and to living a happier life. And don't we all want to live a happier life? So I'm just so grateful to be here with you and to be on this journey together. And let me tell you that I am so pumped that you are here specifically for today's episode, where I have another super special guest. Corinne Angelica is a former Spanish and English as a new language teacher from New York who had a calling placed on her heart to do something else. She struggled with a lot of health issues, which turned into a passion for helping other women become more hormonally aligned. And she decided to go back to school to become a holistic nutritionist and then ultimately started her own business. She helps women regulate their period, manage PCOS, transition off birth control, and boost fertility by targeting the root cause of their hormonal imbalances and treating it naturally with nutrition and lifestyle shifts. And girl, you know how I feel about nutrition and lifestyle changes. She's also the host of Mind Your Hormones podcast. And girl, (laughs) I listen to her podcast religiously. I've listened to every single episode and I have learned so much from her. Side note, when I interviewed her, I found out that she used to live a town over from where my mom grew up in New York. Crazy small world. Okay, so I also registered um, a couple weeks ago for her intro to Mind Your Hormones 101, and I am learning so much about balancing my hormones and why I'm feeling all out of whack. So she is so kind, and Corinne is so down to earth, and she is so incredibly passionate about helping other women. Corinne is so full of knowledge, and I am really stoked for you to get to know her. I know that you are going to learn so much from her. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Corinne Angelica. Corinne, welcome to the show. I cannot tell you how excited I am that you're here today. I feel so incredibly honored by your gift of time since I know that you are super busy and I'm actually fangirling super hard right now and sweating (laughs) in all of the places because I look up to you in a major way. Um, So this podcast is called Start Scared and I was scared shitless to invite you on, but I'm so excited that I conquered that fear and I asked you anyway. And since I started listening to your podcast religiously, I have learned so much about my health and about my hormones and how everything is just connected and it's insane. So I know that the woman listening to this will be able to learn so much from you and from your story. So thank you for being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored you asked me. So it's a privilege to be on here. I'm super excited to talk and share and you've just been such a support of my podcast and everything. And I so appreciate you. So I'm excited to chat with your audience. Awesome. Yay. All right. So first of all, let's start um, by telling the woman listening, who is Corinne? Yeah. So I'm a certified holistic nutritionist. Um, I 
was actually a teacher for nine years before getting into this field. So I taught in a high school setting. I did both a middle school, elementary school, high school, like throughout the years, but mostly in the high school, I taught Spanish and ENL. Um, and I just never really had like a huge passion for it. And I kind of always knew I was going to leave, but I never knew what for. So I experienced like my own, you know, personal health journey with um, PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which I was misdiagnosed without it for a really long time, but I was had an irregular period. And then I started getting like migraines and digestive issues and rashes and facial hair growth. And then my period totally disappeared. So it just like put me down a rabbit hole of starting to look into nutrition because I wasn't really interested in going on medication for it. And that just sparked like a huge passion inside of me. I went back to school while I was still teaching. And then I left teaching during the pandemic last year um, in the beginning of August. So this is my first school year running the business full time which talk about starting scared. That <laughs> was crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's like a little background of me, but yeah, I'm a podcaster. I'm just here to empower as many women as possible to like take control of their health and hormones and know that you have the control at your fingertips by just changing what you put in your body, on your body, how you live your life. Like it's just, it's so amazing when you start diving into all of that. I am such a proponent for um, a proactive living mm -hmm. and pro being proactive with your health. And so I just love, um, I never knew that everything was so, so connected, mm -hmm. but I just love that um, it, it's all about doing it in a holistic way, you know, through food and through movement and just kind of knowing your body. So I, I just love that rather than always taking pills. So exactly. your, your journey started kind of with your own health issues. And um, so you decided to kind of take matters into your own hands, you said. And so what did that look like for you? What what did you learn from that experience going back to school? And um, tell us a little bit about kind of what sparked that that passion inside of you to take your health into your own hands. Yeah. So it was a long journey. Like when I think back about back um, at it, it always looks like, oh, like now she has all her ish together. Like, you know, which no, I don't everyone, no one has all their ish together, <laughs> but in general, it was, a, it was a process. Like all this stuff kind of started happening one after the other. So I, like I said, I always had an irregular period. I didn't get my period till I was 15. Um, and ever since that day, it was never regular. I never knew when it came, but I never really thought that was a big deal because my doctors told me it was fine. So that wasn't now I know it is, but at the time I didn't know. So I didn't really start taking health into my own hands until it really started affecting my life with like mm -hmm. my digestion was so messed up. I was diagnosed with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome. And that was like horrible. I was chronically bloated. I would get terrible migraines. Like that's when I really started being like, okay, something's obviously going on. And I did what any person would normally do. I went to the neurologist for my migraines. I went to the dermatologist for my skin problems. I went to the gastroenterologist for my digestive issues. And no one was putting any of the pieces together. They were all just offering me medication. And mm -hmm. I was take, I took migraine medication because that was the only solution that was presented to me. I took medication for my rashes. Like I didn't actually go on medication for my IBS. Like, I guess at that point I was just like, no, <laughs> but, um, I, my grandpa actually was, um, always like 
super health conscious. And he was sending us like green juices and supplements and all this stuff, like back in like the eighties and nineties when it wasn't cool. So we like kind of like poo pooed it for a little bit. We yeah. were like, what are you talking about? But <laughs> I guess like something stuck. Cause I was just always like, I really don't want to be on these medications. So I started reading books. Um, and because my digestion was the main thing that I was really struggling with. I was like, every time I eat, I feel like I'm six months pregnant and I'm not mm-hmm. a mom. I've never been pregnant. So I don't know how that feels, but that's just what it felt like. Yeah. So I started reading books on it and I started making changes to my diet and to my nutrition. And I was like, Oh my God, like, this is wild. Like after a couple of weeks of shifting what I was eating, like inflammation that was on my body that I thought was weight. It wasn't, it was inflammation. It literally fell off. My digestion started working properly. I was like, wow, there's definitely something to this. I have to look more into it. I was just so blown away. I remember it with the first book was Kimberly Snyder, um, the beauty detox solution. And I remember I was teaching, of course, at the time, I remember waking up before teaching, which if you're a teacher, you know how mm-hmm. early that is in general yes, to, <laughs> to just read this book. Cause I felt like she was talking to me with the digestive issues and all this stuff. And I couldn't get enough of it. And then from that point on, I was like, I just need to learn as much as possible about this because this is what's actually helping. Like all this other medication I was on didn't do anything. So I just have to learn all about this. And that's when I went back to school. Oh, I love that. So yeah. you went back to school, you decided to become a holistic nutritionist. So mm-hmm. let's back up a little bit. First of all, what is exact, what exactly is a holistic nutritionist and how does it differ from a tr- traditional nu- nutritionist? Awesome question. Okay. So a holistic nutritionist is the, the word holistic is really meaning, like you said before, that everything is connected. So a nutritionist will, of course, you know, talk about nutrition and movement and things like that. A holistic nutritionist is taking the mind, body, emotion, spirit, everything into consideration. So how is your mental health, your emotional health? How are you, your stress levels, your spirituality? That doesn't mean like you have to go to church or whatever, just in general, your spirit, like not just about the food and the movement. And it's just recognizing that every single thing in your body is connected. Every organ is connected. Your thoughts are connected to your body. Your body's connected to your thoughts like your emotions, like everything is all one. We're holistic beings. So that's really what a holistic nutritionist is. So it's coming at it from the angle of, okay, so you're suffering with acne. Okay. But it's, we're not just keeping at the surface level of, okay, so something's wrong with your skin. It's like, no, there's an internal problem. So what's, what's going on internally that's causing this acne also stress. Okay. That, that plays into the acne. So like everything kind of just comes together. So a lot of people will be like, what's like the one thing I could do for this. I'm like, there's so much that you could do because everything is so connected. Um, even though it is one step at a time, but yeah, so that's what a holistic nutritionist is. Okay, cool. So, um, you already said that you left your, um, your teaching job to mm-hmm. pursue your, and to, per, to build your holistic nutrition business full-time. Mm-hmm. So, um, and you already said that you were scared. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what, what led you to decide to, um, go kind of full force into that business and you were scared, but what caused you to push past that fear and just do it anyway? Yeah. So this again was a process too. It wasn't just like an overnight decision. Um, you know, with something that's that big of a decision, like I went, I got my bachelor's degree in teaching. I got my master's in ESL. Like I was in school for years and years for teaching. I was teaching for nine full years. You know, it was, it was a career path I had. I mean, I loved everyone I worked with, but I did not love teaching. I just didn't. Well, now I know that I love teaching. I just didn't love that topic and that 
environment, but I just didn't love it. And I knew for years that it was just getting harder and harder for me to go to work and feel fulfilled or excited or happy. And it was just like towards the end, um, meaning the end before the pandemic hit, Mm-hmm. I remember driving to work and crying. I was literally crying going to work. So I was just like, I hate it so much because I started taking on some clients and knowing how much I loved that. That's what kind of made me notice even more how unhappy I was teaching. And it got to the point where I was just like, I'm not serving these students well because I don't care anymore. I mean, it sounds so horrible, but I really just didn't care anymore. Like my heart just was not in it. Mm -hmm. So, but at that time I was like, well, I had one client, maybe two. And I'm like, well, there's no way I'm just going to be able to leave. Like, how can I do that? I I have to be able to support myself financially. I'm not just going to do that. So then the pandemic hit. I think it was like literally a few days after I was like bawling with one of my coworkers who I love. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. Like, I know I wanted this business, but like, how am I going to do it? And then the pandemic hit, which obviously was horrible on so many levels. Uh But the blessing in it for me was I had so much more time to be at home and to grow the business because we were virtually teaching. And at that point, no one knew what the hell that was. We were like, (laughs) what what do you mean? What what are we doing? Like, it was just, okay. I was posted up on Google classroom. I wasn't even meeting with them virtually every day. Like it was just a complete mess. So I had so much time and I started building the business and it just like started happening. Like pretty quickly it started growing and by, I don't know when I knew exactly. I had like a, I have very intuitive and I really like have gut feelings about things. Mm -hmm. And even before the pandemic hit, I just felt like this is my last year of teaching. I have absolutely no idea how that's happening, but I just feel like that's how it's going to be. So I had known internally that I was going to be leaving, but it was a very slow process of like really accepting that and going through all the emotions of the biggest emotion for me was security of feeling like, I'm not going to be safe and secure if I leave because I'm not going to have the benefits, Mm -hmm. the pension, the steady Mm -hmm. paycheck, like all that stuff that I'm so ingrained, like just family and society of like, you have to have that. Like, what do you mean? You're, you can't leave teaching. It's like the most amazing job. You have awful summer, you have all (laughs) these vacations, like all these things. And it is such an incredible job for so many people. It's such an important job. It's one of the hardest jobs on the planet, but it just wasn't what nourished my soul and what I'm here on this planet to do. So I was terrified. I mean, I cried all the time. Like it was not a pretty process. I did not even tell a lot of people because I was so, I wasn't conflicted in what was right. I was conflicted in how scary it was going to be, how hard it was going to be. How, how am I going to do this? How am I going to actually make enough money with this business to sustain myself? So I didn't tell really anybody other than my it was boyfriend at the time, now fiance and like two friends because I knew they were going to support me and they weren't going to try and talk me out of it. Um, so that's really all I told. I didn't even tell my family until like two weeks before I went to go tell my boss. I was like, so I'm leaving <laughs> teaching like this is what's <laughs> happening. And I waited until I was really sure because I feel like that is why a lot of people maybe stop doing things that they want to do because then they hear the noise of other people. And if Uh they're still a little shaky in it, it would have swayed me. And I didn't want to be swayed. So I had to wait till I was like so sure and so confident in my decision that no matter what anybody said, it wasn't going to sway me either direction. 
and and focusing on those core three people that will fully support you and and not try to sway you from you know changing your mind or whatever because they know that this is the calling that you have on your heart and so to the woman listening (laughs) if you have a calling on your heart follow it because it's not placed there on accident exactly (laughs) okay so um with your business you focus a lot on identifying and correcting hormone imbalances and honoring women's cycles and how our bodies are constantly changing so what are the different types of hormonal imbalances and how does a woman know what kind she has Awesome. So since all our hormones are connected and everything is connected, like we were talking about, when one goes out of balance, it kind of causes, if it's been a while, most of the time we have imbalances for a really long time because we don't know the signs, which I'll get into. So once one is off, it could cause kind of all of them to be off. So you can have high estrogen levels, which means you have lower progesterone. Um, people with PCOS tend to have polycystic ovarian syndrome, tend to have high testosterone levels, which will present itself as acne, excess facial hair growth, hair loss, things like that. So you can have low cortisol levels, high cortisol mm-hmm. levels, that will be signs of hormonal imbalance, thyroid dysfunction. So there's a lot of different things that could go out of whack. And a lot of times when people have been ignoring things for so long, they'll come and they'll be like, oh my God, like everything is off. Like what is happening? Everything is wrong with me. I'm like, no, it's, it's still coming from one place. It's just that you let it go on a dress for so long that now it's like a hierarchy, right? Like when it's like dominoes, when one falls, the rest of them just start going into place and go all out of whack too. So what some signs of hormonal imbalances that are not typical, like the typical ones first, of course, any period problems. So if you have an irregular period, meaning it is not coming consistently every like 25 to 35 days. And that means from day one of your period, like the day you start bleeding until the day before you start bleeding again, that's how you count your cycle. And it should be between 25 to 35 days consistently. Now that doesn't mean that sometimes it's 25, sometimes it's 35, sometimes it's 30. 30, sometimes it's 24. It needs to be consistently like, it's always like a 30 day cycle, give or take a day or two. That's like the most important part for cycle regularity. So an irregular cycle where you're skipping a month, it's coming every six weeks, it's coming never like mine was. That's of course a telltale sign. Um, Really, really painful periods. We hear in social media and just in media in general that like a pain, pain during your period is normal and just part of being a woman. And that's so false. So pain during your period, um, you can have digestive issues. That's a huge one. Constipation, diarrhea, bloating, migraines, acne, um, fatigue, brain fog, sleep disturbances, cravings, um, feeling really like shaky in between meals anxiety. I mean, so much can be tied back to hormone imbalances. And we just don't know that, which is why we're like, oh, I'm tired all the time because I'm getting older or because I'm a mom or because X, Y, and Z. And it's like, well, if you're getting proper sleep and you're doing all these things and and you're still tired all the time, there's something else going on. And digestion wise too, when you have a digestive issue, it could cause a hormonal imbalance and a hormonal imbalance could cause a digestive issue. So it's because your gut is you know, connected to everything and it's like a two-way street. So it could, one could cause the other, it goes both ways. So those are just some of the like telltale signs of some um, symptoms you could be experiencing. So then how do you identify what the root cause is? Another great question. Um, it totally depends on your slew of symptoms. So- okay. 
that of course you need to like work with someone, but I'll give you an example. So if you are experiencing, um, inability to lose weight, that's another sign of a hormonal imbalance. Like you're like, I'm eating, I'm doing all the things. I mean, well, I'm working out. I still can't lose weight. I have weight loss resistance, or I'm just rapidly gaining weight. If that's a sign, um, if you also experience cravings, if you also experience maybe sleep disturbances or inability to sleep, or you're always hungry, even after you eat, or you have brain fog during the day, maybe you have, excess facial hair growth, things like this. Those are all signs that could point back to a root cause of insulin resistance. Um, that's a real or blood sugar dysregulation. So a lot of people with PCOS also have insulin resistance, but aside from even if you don't have PCOS, those are also signs of just blood sugar dysregulation. And that is a major root cause of so many hormonal imbalances because we are in this culture of thinking like eat less, work out more. And when you do that, and when you're starving yourself throughout the day and you're not eating enough, it's causing a lot of dysregulated blood sugar to, to be happening. And that causes a ton of hormonal imbalances. So of course, doing blood work and stuff is really important too, but I don't, um, I don't treat someone based off their blood work. I treat them off of what their symptoms they are experiencing because I went through, I mean, so much blood work and everyone said it was normal. I'm like, well, I don't have a period. I like I'm experiencing all these symptoms. How is this normal? So it is important to get it tested. Of course, I could pinpoint some parts of your root cause, but it's really working with someone who could see like, what are the symptoms that you're experiencing and what could that be led back to? Awesome. Yeah. I, um, started on my own hormonal journey and that's how I found you. And all of my blood work came back normal. And I'm like, I'm not freaking normal because you're listing all of these signs of hormonal imbalances. And I'm like, yep, check, 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 check. (laughs) And so I I think that a lot of, um, you know, if if women have digestive issues, they might go to a gastroenterologist. And then, you know, if they have migraines, like you said, go to a neurologist. And so all of these different doctors, whereas, you know, you're not getting to a root cause to, fix that, you're just going to get a band-aid to kind of mask the symptoms. Exactly. I just, I I want more women to know and, and to get this information out to, to more women, because it's so important um, because we don't learn this stuff in school and we don't, we don't know that it's not, I mean, doctors are telling us that it's okay to have a couple periods a year and literally that's just nuts. It's insane. It's insane. It's so crazy. So I've heard that, um, and I might say this wrong, but like a man's body changes like every, or brain or cycle is like every day. Whereas a, um, a woman's cycle is all, all different phases of cycles for what that 25 to 35 days. Mm -hmm. So what are the different cycle phases that women have and why is it important for women to know the difference in the certain times of the month? Okay. So every person, men and women have a circadian rhythm. So a circadian rhythm is our simply put our sleep and wake cycle. So it helps us, it produces with, if you have a balanced circadian rhythm, that's like your 24 hour clock. So aside from our sleep and wake cycle, it helps regulate our digestion our metabolism, like when our liver is working, um, like to repair all these things. So men and women both have that, but 
women also have something that Elisa Vitti, who wrote Woman Code and In the Flow, has coined the term infradian rhythm. And that's like your 28-ish, I say, because not everyone has 28, but 28-day cycle. So we have, like you said, different phases to our cycle. And again, something we never learned in school is how it's not just when you're bleeding, getting your period, or when you're ovulating. We have four phases to our cycle that means that our energy shifts throughout the month because our hormones are shifting all throughout the month. So it not only is our energy shifting, but our brain function is shifting. Our brain actually changes up to 25% throughout the month. And men don't have that same fluctuation because they're just on that 24 hour clock. And we have a totally other clock that is also affected by our circadian rhythm, that 24 hour clock. So the four circle circles, the four cycle Mm -hmm. phases are follicular phase, which is a phase right after your period, ovulation, luteal, and then your menstruation phase. And it's really important to know about these phases because we need to shift our life based on the phase because our hormones are changing from each phase. And a lot of times we think like, there's something wrong with us. If one day I did like, you know, a a 20 minute hit workout and I felt awesome, but a couple of weeks later, I tried to do the same thing and I felt horrible and I'm still not seeing the results that I want. And you, we think that we're crazy, but it's just because we're not actually supporting our body the way it needs because it shifts. So men could do the same thing every single day and it's fine. Women are not meant to eat the same things every day, work out the same every day, do you know productivity tasks the same every day because we are fluctuating all the time. So I'll give a little breakdown of how your hormones fluctuate throughout the month. So your period, your menstruation phase, when you're actually bleeding, that's when your hormones are at their absolute lowest levels. And that's what stimulates your period. So that's why you know, you will naturally have lower energy during your period. Now, when you are in it, when you are in a balanced state, your energy shifts won't be as drastic and it shouldn't be something where you can't get out of bed. You can't get through the day during your period, but you will notice that your energy will be lower when you are imbalanced that's when you're going to be like totally wiped out around your period. But in general, we naturally will have lower energy at that time because our hormones are at their lowest. And then going into our follicular phase, that's when our hormones start rising. So this is when our energy levels are slowly starting to come back, which is when we could start doing more exercises. Like if you do like cardio based things or biking, stuff like that, that's the phase where you, where it's supportive to your body because your hormones are on the rise. So you have the energy in a physiological level to support that type of movement. Your ovulation phase comes right after your follicular phase. And that is when your hormones are at their peak, like all of them, your testosterone, your estrogen, they're all at their peak level. So you're going to have the most energy during that phase. So you have energy to burn. So you could do more intense workouts during that phase and your body could support it. Doesn't mean you have to do intense workouts if you don't like them. But if you do, that's the phase to do it because your body can support that because it has so much energy because your hormones are at their highest. And then after ovulation is when we go to our luteal phase. And now that's when the hormones are starting to drop again. And your luteal phase could be anywhere from uh, 10 to 14 days. So it's kind of in two parts, like the first half of your luteal phase and the second half of your luteal phase. In that first half, maybe that first seven to 10 days of your luteal phase after ovulation, your hormones, you probably still have a good amount of energy from ovulation because they're just slowly going to start dipping. So you could still feel more energy and and get away with doing a little bit more of um, an intense workout. But this is where we really want to start slowing things down and doing more strength training because 
during this phase, when your hormones are, are going down, your cortisol levels are also naturally higher in this stage. And your blood sugar is naturally more dysregulated during our luteal phase. So if you are continuing to do a lot of hit workouts, a lot of cardio, doing a lot of spin during this phase, it's actually going to make you store fat and lose muscle. So this is a big, huge reason why so many people are like, I'm working out so much. I'm eating so little. Why aren't I seeing results? And it's like, because we're not supposed to do that every day because it's not supportive to our hormones and what's going on in like on a biological level, but we don't know that. And we're not told that. So it's so important to shift this throughout and why during your period is when you really should be resting, maybe going for a walk, maybe doing light yoga, but you don't have the energy in you to support a workout like that. And when we over um, exercise, especially during those two phases, it causes a lot of imbalances throughout the rest of your cycle. Wow. That's amazing. It's just is complete like mind blowing emoji <laughs> right now, because it's just, I just wish that we were taught that because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I have my workout calendar and I'm going to follow it. And, yes. da, and, and, um, I just, I remember you speak in my head all the time <laughs> and then, you know, I'm, I'm in my menstrual phase right now. And mm. yesterday I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm just going to go for a walk. I'm not going to do whatever's on my workout calendar because I don't have to. And that's not what's best for my body. And so it's shifting that thinking to, um, instead of being like, oh, I need to do this on this day, shifting my thinking to being like, okay, this is what's best for my body. And so I need to make sure that I honor that. That's what's most important. Yeah. And it's hard. It's hard to do that because we've ingrained in our head that you have to do a hard workout every single day to lose weight. You have to do these things. And so it's very hard to unlearn that. But when you know that actually walking during your period is going to help you lose weight. And when working out during it is going to actually make you gain weight, like knowing this on a biological level, this isn't just like opinion, like this is like science. Definitely. If you, if you're interested in this, the listeners interested, I highly recommend woman code or in the end or in the flow by Lisa Vitti. Cause she dies a lot into this in the flow is okay. definitely a bigger book, more sciencey. So if you haven't read either, definitely start with woman code just to like get okay. you you know, going with that in that direction. But yeah, it's hard to unlearn. Super proud of you for doing that because it's so <laughs> hard to do that. So what is the most fulfilling thing you have experienced in starting your business? What's your favorite part about it? And on the flip side, what is the most challenging part? Ooh, I've never been asked this. Um, okay, the most fulfilling part is when I see women literally change like in front of my eyes. Like not about weight loss, not about this, but when their mindset shifts and when they understand how to actually take care of themselves long-term and when they feel empowered enough to make choices that serve them. And when I just see it happening and when they're like, oh my God, like I feel so much better. I have so much more energy. Like I feel like I could show up better as, as a mom. And I just, I feel like everything is starting to make sense when like that light, cause there's like a time when like a light bulb just like goes mm-hmm. off and I'm like, Oh my God, even as a teacher, you know, that with students yeah. Yeah. it's the same thing. So that is so fulfilling to me. And just knowing that it's a ripple effect and by me helping one person, it's really helping so many more because that one person is going to help however many people just not even by directly teaching them, but by just being a model of, this type of lifestyle of actually like being conscious about what we're doing and how we're living and respecting and honoring our bodies instead of 
always tearing them down and not supporting them because we think that that's what we need to do to look a certain way. So that I think is the most fulfilling thing for me. Um, and my favorite part is, yeah, are the coaching calls, like are the calls that I have with, with the women that I get to work with and just helping them figure out how to make these shifts work for their life and how we could just, just helping them, just talking with them, hearing their experience and just helping guide them through it because I don't have all the answers, but I'm a little ahead of where most of my clients are. So I can help them avoid some pitfalls and some things. I'm like, Oh, this is, this will help. Or now just working with so many women. I, it's just, I feel like I'm more in such a groove now than I was obviously when, you know, I first started like two years ago is when I first started um, taking on clients. But anyway, so um, that is my favorite part is just working with the woman and, and speaking to her and doing things like this, like talking about, it. I could talk about it literally all day long. So <laughs> when you're like, I was nervous to ask you, I'm like, I love doing this. Like, this is the stuff I love doing. Well, it's so fun because like you can, and you know, I, no one can see you except for me, but like, you just have so much passion for what you're talking about. And it just like, it just shines through and it's, it's so fun to watch. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's like my favorite thing, whether I'm talking to you, to my clients, like I just love sharing this information because it changed my life so drastically that I'm like, everybody needs to know this. Um, and the most challenging part of the business is separating it, separating the business from my personal life Mm -hmm. um, because so much of it is personal. I mean, I'm doing all the things that I'm talking about. I'm I'm living it. So Mm -hmm. it's it's a little... And I'm an Enneagram too. If your audience, if the Mm -hmm. woman listening is familiar with um, Enneagram, I'm Enneagram too. So I'm the helper. Um, So it's difficult for me to set boundaries around things and be like, okay, no, like put your phone away, stop doing it, like focus on having fun and and eating dinner and being with your fiance, like, because I love doing it so much, I could overwork and not set that boundary. So that's been something I've really been working on, especially because I'm working from home. And right now we're in a one bedroom condo, so I don't have an office space. So I have Mm -hmm. like a desk off set off in the living room, but I kind of feel like my work is everywhere. Um, so it's not like that separation um, yeah. or, and just going to f- close the door and stop. Exactly. And just when it's your own business, it never ends. Like, it's right. not like when I, I, the difference for me with, with teaching was with teaching, you could always do something too. There's always more work to be done when you're a teacher. But <sighs> when, for me, when I left the building, I was like, okay, teacher hat is off. Like now I just just do whatever now, since I'm the one running the business, like I'm the CEO, I'm the coach, I'm the, I'm the nutritionist, I'm all the things. And it's, I'm so passionate about it. Like you said, I always have all these ideas. So it's hard for me to turn it off. So that's mm-hmm. the most challenging part is just turning it off and allowing myself to know that like, I don't have to grind. Like I, I you know, I'm not in that hustle society. Like I don't, I don't subscribe to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding that dance between like, doing what needs to be done, but then also like leaving room for magic, allowing myself to have space and create those healthy boundaries is what I'm working on right now. I love that. Leaving room for magic. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we have talked about this a lot already, but um, you have a podcast called Mind Your Hormones. And it is amazing. (laughs) And I I have listened to every single episode. Oh, thank Um, you. (laughs) 
I have learned um, so much from you. And so why did you decide to start a podcast? Mm. And was there anything that kept you from starting? And what made you push through that fear or those limiting beliefs? Mm, okay, so I started a podcast because I really wanted to... Oh, I love to talk. Clearly, I could talk all day. <laughs> um, and I wanted to connect more with a community. I really wanted to build a community around this whole concept, this whole lifestyle. And the teacher in me felt like there's only so much I could say on social media. There's only so much I could fit in a post. There's only so much I could fit in a story. And I have so much to teach and so much that I want to say that that was just such a good medium, I thought, to connect with women and allow them to learn as much as I can on the go because I'm such a podcast junkie. I love podcasts. And so many podcasts have changed my life. Empower Her, obviously being one of them, mm -hmm. which I know we both went through that podcasting course. And I was just like, it literally changed my life in so many ways. And if I could do that for somebody, I'm like, why wouldn't I do that? So that is really why I wanted to, to start and just to, you know, have people get to know me more and just learn. Like, that's really like what I wanted to, to preach on, the, on that podcast. So that's why I started it. Um, why I almost didn't start it was actually Keisha Fitzgerald, who, who did the She Goes podcasting course. I took the course in July and I was not planning on doing that. In my head, I was like, okay, I'm going to wait till October. I want to wait until I leave my job. I get you know settled with not teaching and doing all these things. And I remember reaching out to Keisha and at the time she was like, I'm not sure if we're doing another podcasting course in August. Maybe I did it in August, whatever. It was either July or August. She's like, I'm not sure if we're doing it um, this next month. So just so you guys know. And I was like, oh my God, I, I knew I had to take the course with her because I knew I had, I had no freaking clue what I was doing podcasting yeah. and I wanted to learn from her. So I was talking to her about it and I'm like, well, I don't think I should start because I don't have enough followers. I, I was like, I really don't have a large following. So who's going to listen to it? Mm -hmm. And that was my biggest, that was the only thing that was really stopping me. I really wasn't scared to put my voice out there, I guess, just from teaching for so long. I'm just so used to talking in, in people and that, that part didn't really scare me. It was more so of who's going to listen. Like uh, how people mm -hmm. even know about it. Like, oh, I don't have that many followers. Who's going to even know about this? Is it, is it stupid to start it at this point? And that's when she, of course, was like, no, like this is going to help <laughs> grow your following. Like this is something that's a great step to do. So that was my holdup, but I'm super glad I listened and did it when I did because it changed so much in my business. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's, I absolutely love listening to it. Um, Thank you. Okay, so you're welcome. What <laughs> is, what is one thing that you are super excited about right now, professional or personal? Personally, I'm excited that it's summer. I love outside. So I'm like really excited <laughs> to have summer back in my life. I'm from New York, so it's always cold. Um, and I re I got engaged a couple months ago. So we're wedding planning, which is really fun. Thank you. So yeah, that's what's exciting over here right now. Um, that's super exciting. Yeah. <laughs> and enjoy, enjoy the process. Thank you. Um, okay. So what is one piece of advice you can give to the woman listening who has something weighing on her heart that she knows can make her life better, but she's scared to start. Um, okay. You're always going to be scared to start. Mm. I mean, you're always, always going to be scared to start. And I think it's scarier not starting because you know that you want to, and you know that that's what's meant for you to do. And it's like that anxiety of not starting. It's like, it's worse than actually just starting and figuring it out because maybe it won't work out 
but probably definitely won't work out how you think it might, but it's either going to be better or you're going to know like, okay, you know, this didn't work out, but whatever, at least I tried. And that feeling of like, what if won't Mm. be there anymore? Cause that was a huge thing for me with leaving teaching. It was like, I don't want to live with the what if, like if I don't, what, what could it have been if I, if I just stay here, what could it have been? So if you're scared to start, know that that's totally normal and you're always going to be scared, but there comes a point where that, that zone that you're in right now, where it's, it's uncomfortable to stay there, but you're, but you already know how to deal with that, right? You already know how to deal with the uncomfortable feeling that you're feeling right now, wherever you're in, that you're not moving out of. And it's scary to take that next step, but it's like, you, you just, you got to do it if you want to be fulfilled and if you want to live out your purpose and just see what it's going to be. So I would just get, go inward and really just like I tie it to something bigger than yourself. Know that universe, God, source, whatever is there to support you and look at other times when you feel, felt supported through that in your life. And you're like, it always works out eventually. So what's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen if I just start and try? I could always, like, you're almost in your worst case scenario now, then. If you're unhappy where you're at, you're almost in Uh your worst case scenario because you're either going to start whatever it is you want to start and it's going to be amazing or you're going to go back to where you're at right now. And that was so hard for me because I'm like, well, maybe I won't be able to go back. Maybe I won't be able to go back to this exact teaching position that I'm in right now. But you know in your gut if it's something that's right for you. and your gut is your intuition, which is source, mm-hmm. universe, God, whatever you believe in. And that is they, whatever it is you believe in knows what's best for you. So if you listen to that, you will be rewarded in so many ways. Oh, I love that. Okay. So last question, where can we find you so that the woman listening can get more of you and your amazing wisdom or to um, be able to work with you? So how can we find you all of the information? Okay. So the easiest place to find me is on Instagram at Crane Angelica. I'm all over that. Um, I have the podcast, like Christy mentioned, mind your hormones podcast, um, working with me wise. I am accepting a couple one-on-one clients right now. That's like my high level VIP situation. I wasn't even going to be doing one-on-ones at the moment, but I decided to open it up a little bit right now. But, um, I do group courses, um, mind your hormones 101, which if you love the podcast, you would love that course. It's a 12 week coaching program. And then I also do another, um, coaching program that's eight weeks and that's called honor your cycle. And that's where we really dive into the phases of your cycle. Both of those are closed at the moment um, because I'm in the middle of those courses right now, but they will be opening up within the next month or so. Um, So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll be able to be um, all up to date on all that stuff. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much for being here. You are such a light and you bring so much knowledge and it was just a joy to get to sit here and learn personally from you. (laughs) And um, I just, I really appreciate your time and your willingness to share all about your story and kind of give us more information about hormones and um, your courses. And so that more women can get to know you and um, learn from you. So thank you. I really, really appreciate it. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Girl, I know that was probably a lot and super heavy, but she is so full of knowledge and information. And I really hope that you took something away from this and just know that if she mentioned anything that you were able to check yes, 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 yes to, I encourage you to do something about it. Because even though we are women in our 30s and we are mamas and we may be full-time working women, doesn't mean that we need to live the rest of our life exhausted 
exhausted or reaching for caffeine all the time. So if you were able to um, resonate or connect with anything that Corinne said today, I highly recommend you to find a holistic nutritionist, find Corinne, message her on Instagram, check out her website and find out more information about it because you are your best advocate for your health and we we deserve to feel our very best. Our family deserves for us to feel our very best. So again, I am so incredibly grateful that you're here and that you listened and I pray that you got something out of it. And if you did, please share it on social media and tag us. Let us know your biggest takeaway. Share it with a friend, um, whatever. Just thank you for being here and I love you and I will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Start Scared podcast. If you found anything valuable today, I would be honored if you shared it with a friend who might also find value in it or share it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you for spreading this message. I am so grateful that you're here and to be on this journey with you, girl. I'll talk to you soon.